You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 457. In this episode, I talk to Laura Penn about how to find the courage to speak your truth. Today, I speak with Laura Penn. She is the founder of the Leadership Speaking School and specializes in transforming leaders, entrepreneurs, and changemakers into speakers who are authentic, accessible, and memorable. She is a teacher, author, and mentor, and a passionate advocate for disrupting the status quo for how we speak in front of audiences. In this episode, we talk about how to find the courage to speak your truth. Before we dive in, did you know that you don't need more clients or more marketing to make more sales? I see so many entrepreneurs struggle because they're putting all their time and effort and money into complicated and expensive marketing strategies, and then they're not making the profit that they hope for. I want to show you how you can avoid this in my brand new free masterclass. Do you want to discover the powerful method that helps me sell multiple times without more marketing or more clients? Then go to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 457 to sign up for the free masterclass now. There, you will also find all the links to Laura Penn and her leadership speaking school. I am so excited to be speaking today to Laura Penn and have her on my show. Finally, after several attempts over months and months, I think maybe even a year, Thank you for coming on the show. This is my pleasure and my privilege, Sigrun. We uh, met at Ali Brown's Iconic, right? In Phoenix, pre-COVID. Oh, there is now pre-COVID and hopefully we'll at someday have post-COVID. We are now in the middle of COVID still. It's taking forever. But yeah, I love it when I meet someone in person and can... Uh, have a bit of a, you know, build that uh, repertoire between uh, two people. And then uh, later on, I have them on the show. And that's exactly what has happened between us. It's just taken a little bit longer than originally planned. So Laura, you are, uh, you're helping leaders, change makers, entrepreneurs, professionals to uh, speak, to speak on stage and to wow their audiences. I want to know Dr. Laura Penn, how you got into this role? Why do you do what you do? Mm, well, it's certainly not a straight road. It is a winding, curvy thing with lots of dead ends, lots of sharp right turns. To put it to you simply, Seagrin, I started out, uh, as most children do, playing what I love, which is dance. I'm a dancer. That is my heart. That is my soul. And as a child, you do more than one thing. So I was dancing and I had my fingers in the soil. I love nature. I love working in nature. So those things are sort of pre-arranged uh, passions of mine. And I did them in my school years and studied conservation biology. I wanted to be a biologist, but I was in a liberal arts school in the United States, so I could be in the dance company at the same time. So these things are sort of paired. And I graduated from college thinking, okay, well, I am just going to now go all in into science. And that's what I did. And I worked in many different places in the field, protecting wildlife and wild places. 
I came to Switzerland in 2009. I'd taken a couple years off to raise my small babies. Um, I'd finished my doctorate. So it was like, this is me time. Well, little did I know that, you know, I couldn't actually get back in to my work stream. All the doors were closed. There wasn't even like a little window in the basement that was open. No interviews, no connections, no network when I came to Switzerland. So I really had to reinvent myself. And at that time, I was sitting in on a conference of conservation professionals and they were doing what they do, which is speaking really badly <laughs> <laughs> with all respect to my colleagues. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, I'm a performing artist. Wait a minute, I've got a toolbox that can help to elevate these messages to make these messages come alive. What would happen if I start a club called Communicating Environment where these professionals can use the performing arts toolbox? where they learn about presence and voice and body and, and all those magical things, but they are promoting conservation at the same time. So that's what I did. I, I tinkered. And that's what's led me to what I'm doing now, which is the love of my life, bringing everything that I love, uh, working with leaders and change makers in conservation and beyond, moving my body all the time and teaching others how to be the best version of themselves when they speak in front of audiences. I love how you uh, started first to help those that uh, were working in the same environment that you were before as scientists. And then this has led you to help then other people in other professions as well. But okay, you started with this community club. That's the origin story in that case. What did you do to come to the place you are today having you know, a leadership academy and, 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 and basically being a coach, consultant on, on speaking on stages. What brought you there? What, what happened in between? The secret weapon or the secret formula is I said yes to everything. I said, yes, do you want to help TED speakers? Yes. Do you want to do this for free? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I had to rebuild my entire career repertoire at this point. And I wrote three books and I became an expert and I won contests and I had to elevate my own credibility. That kind of, you know, more shining, more bright shining star now is going to be noticed and taken seriously by higher and higher levels of, of leadership. And I'd say about eight years into my company, which at that point had now changed names to the public speaking school, still before the leadership speaking school. Uh, at that point, I was attracting incredible leaders from fields far and wide, and I was always improving. I was always developing. I never, ever, ever stopped learning. So it just kept getting better and brighter. And then I reached a point around the time when we met Seagrin in 2019, and Allie Brown is our mutual connection. I spoke to her and she's like, look, you know, you're too small. <laughs> Think bigger. Uh, go leadership. And I did. Uh, because those are the people I was serving. Those are the people who, whose work, when I worked with them, th I mean, it would just be exponentially large because one leader from a large organization, pharmaceutical, environmental, political, whatever field, learning these skills is now going to amplify their message. And that message will be much more strong and take root as a result. So that's really been the journey so far. And I'm still going. Yeah, of course, we are all still learning and growing. How long did this take from the original idea of like, hey, maybe I could do this as a profession to where we are today? 11 years. 11 years. Yeah, hard graft. 
And you know what that is. I mean, it's it's full on a thousand percent grind. Um, you know, and I'm a solopreneur. I don't have a team, um, which is about to change <laughs> because that's just not working so. anymore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so this is this is really something that is just you've just put everything and more into it. And it's your love. It's my love. It's the best of all the worlds coming together and you just make it work because you're so in love with it. Did you ever have doubts? Always. A lot of doubts, Sigrun. I mean, a lot of loneliness, a lot of, oh, is this the right thing? Yeah. You know, and like sometimes that North Star, as passionate as you are about it, sometimes there are clouds over the star and you can't see it. And you're blinded by the smallness. You're blinded by all of the little administrative details or you know, these little nitpicky things that happen and you, you lose yourself inside of this messiness and you can't pull yourself out unless you have help. And I have a mastermind group for that, which is everything to me. Very true. We need to surround yourself with people that, you know, keep us yeah. uh, going forward, even if we doubt ourselves for a moment. So, Laura, you're going to talk to us about finding the courage to speak your truth. What is the problem that you see and uh, with women. Uh, most of my listeners are women. They are entrepreneurs. Some are in the beginning stages. Others are making multiple six figures or seven figures or even eight figures. What is the common theme that you see why women are not speaking up or speaking their truth? Yeah. What a great question. I think that many women and I am generalizing, but I'll, I'll kind of keep it to the, the dome of Western women right now. A lot of women, Sigrin, have the internal conversation with themselves when they are doing bold and courageous things. There's a voice in their head that says, am I enough? And that question just repeats like on auto repeat over and over and over again. And when you have that mindset, am I enough? When you're questioning that, when you're doubting yourself, then unconsciously you begin to shrink. You contract your body, your shoulders hunch over, you get smaller. I like to say that what your body does, your voice does. So that shrinks. What your body does, your authentic presence does. That shrinks. Everything starts to just kind of disappear until you actually, as an audience member or somebody listening to someone speaking in this kind of presence and voice, you don't really notice them. So I'd say that is one of the biggest problems I see with female speakers, no matter what they're doing, no matter who they are, from the highest levels to, you know, everything in between. It's the shrinking and the smallness because they're questioning themselves if they're enough. Mm. Would you call that an imposter syndrome or is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is it it's in that family. Yeah. It's in that family, but it's also in the sort of the cultural syndrome of Having to, you know, as women, we don't necessarily take up a lot of physical real estate. We don't take up space and say, here I am. You know, we don't expand. We mm. contract. We're kind of part of the scenery. We're not the scenery itself. We're part of this, you know. So it's it's cultural. It's imposter syndrome, too. It's it's so much boiled into one. And it takes a lot of work to extract that truth. So someone listening and they're saying, well, I have exactly these issues. I, I am an expert in my field, you know, been doing something for multiple years and they know they know their thing, but they still doubt if they're good enough to speak up or 
apply to speak at a conference or even just speaking up on social media or, or doing a video or writing an extensive blog post, what are the first steps to let go of these fears that hold you back? Absolutely. The first big kind of title answer is love. You got to fall in love with yourself. You have to be obsessed with how much you love yourself. Because all this work, Seagram, comes from the inside out, right? So a lot of my peers in my line of work, with all due respect to them, do the Band-Aid solution version. You know, here's your problem. Oh, here's the solution, right? A Band-Aid. Here's another problem. Band-Aid, Band-Aid, Band-Aid. All that's outside of your body. But, you know, when you're down to the wire and you're in front of that hostile audience and you've got to get the best version of yourself out, those Band-Aids fall off. You need to go deep inside your, your own world. This is personal development work. You need to find out what those things are that you're not flowing with. The things that block you. The things that, that you know, you've created walls of fear around. So that's a process of falling in love with yourself and dealing with that. And that's kind of the, the first step. And after you've rediscovered your internal world and fallen in love with yourself this way, then the next step is you need to say yes to opportunities where you can go out there and speak and fail, but then also succeed and just keep going. You need your laboratory. You need your opportunity to do the kind of talking that I'm talking about. And that's how you continue to learn. So let's say no one is asking you to speak. What opportunities can you create for yourself? Yeah, well, you can create all sorts of opportunities. This is where, you know, your imagination is unstoppable, unlimited. You can think to yourself, what can I give the world? What is my gift to the world, right? So you're already in love with yourself. So you're already high-minded. What is my gift to the world? <laughs> and, you know, like the, the, the people that you work with, Sigrun, they create these amazing masterclasses from their interests and their hobbies and their passions um, you know, that's, that's where you begin. You go to places, schools. Now I'm talking about the live version. Of course, you know, with COVID, there's still the online version, but you go to schools, you, you tap into your, if your children are in schools, you offer to give free talks there to the audiences because that's stage time. You go to women's groups, you hook on to the communities around you in your village, in your city, wherever you can go, where this is something that's interesting for your audiences, you need that stage. You need those opportunities. And the more that you do this, the more flowing and effortless this will become. If someone's thinking like, okay, I should just love myself, but you know, I see all these flaws with myself. How does that go away? Like you say, yes, it's deep work. It's personal development. Obviously it doesn't happen overnight. Is there anything you can recommend what they can do? Absolutely. So that loving part is sort of step one. Step two, and I like to use the metaphor of a seed, a seed that, you know, falls from its, its mother plant and is in the ground and usually has some sort of hard casing around it. And then, as we know with seeds, and I will use the biological reference because I'm a bio nerd, the seed will open when there's enough good soil, nutrients, water. And then that little shoot will start to come out and we know the rest. So from the love part, that's kind of the, you're inside the seed. You're sort of doing what you need to be doing inside that seed casing. You need to wake up. 
you need some sort of a stimulus or catalyst that says, okay, it's time to activate. Stop sleeping. Stop being passive. Stop getting stuck in inertia and doing the same old, same old. Because if you want to do anything in this world, if you want to achieve anything, if you want to be someone, if you want to be the best version of yourself, this is going to take that activation. So that's you opening that seed casing. So that awareness, that waking up, that's step two. And then you're looking around, you're like, okay, whoa, this is my playing field. I love this. I'm awake. Now what? From inertia, one of the best steps next is to go to imitation. Yeah, because you're still kind of sleepy. You're still sort of like, what do I do now? Imitation in something like speaking is about find your gurus. Look for the people who inspire you. And in fact, look for the people who are talking the way you want to be talking three years from now. And you kind of zero in on that and you study them. You become a little obsessed. Like when I was doing this for myself many years ago, I was obsessed about Oprah Winfrey. I was obsessed about Maya Angelou. I was like, feed me. I just want more. And, you know, you see these opportunities and you start to imitate. Yeah. And it's okay to do that. Don't be hard on yourself for imitation. This is a phase. And after you've studied your guru, after you've done what you can from their toolboxes, et cetera, the next phase from inertia to imitation is imagination. And this is where your your one of your first questions, you know, how do you find these opportunities? Now you're like, okay, where do I talk? How do I talk? Imagination. Where do I go? And the good news is that one opportunity usually leads to another. And your mindset should be say yes to everything. You know? And then there you are, imagination now. So you're developing your own repertoire. You're kind of creating this own creature. Your your sprout is now coming out of the soil and dancing with the sun, the water, the nutrients, and you're growing, 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 growing. And from there, you can be unstoppable if you want to. Sounds so easy when you explain it this way. Yeah, I know. But we know this is hard work. How? I know that you can probably not generalize, but we're still trying to do that, to explain to the audience, uh, how long does this take? It's self-regulated. I'm all about momentum. So I, I feel like when you start this process, like don't, don't stop, because then it takes a long time. I think it's, it's, it's really powerful to get going and then keep taking it, keep going. This is all individual. It depends on how much work you've got to do on yourself. How strong is that I am not enough message? How deep are the walls that you've built for yourself where you are not allowing yourself to interact with the world in your true sense? It depends on that. It also depends on who you surround yourself with. And, you know, are these people in your life influences that support this new growth, this little sprout? I always say when I create content for, for high stakes talks that I do, I don't want any negative influence. Literally, like I will I have a set group of people who I read my scripts to. I ask for specific feedback because you're so fragile in that just coming out sprout stage. So you need to think about taking care of yourself, loving yourself that way, being kind to yourself. And then when you surround yourself with more people and And that amplifies you and you're getting positive reinforcement from the opportunities you're saying yes to, you actually begin to kind of grow from the inside out and strength and courage. And then this is the fun part, Sigrun, you get addicted. (laughs) It's addictive because you've got pleasure, pleasure hormones. Our bodies are designed to tell you what they want more of, right? You feel good. 
and your serotonin, your dopamine, your endorphins, they're all coursing through your bloodstream and you want more as soon as possible. So it's sort of a self-contained unit at that point. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, almost comparing this to, uh, let's say, running. I did not like running at all. And it's very hard to kind of just put on the clothes and go out. And the first kilometer or whatever, the first distance is still hard. The, the legs feel very heavy. And there comes a point when it switches over to this almost automation. Exactly. You know, you're just moving. Yeah. yeah. Your body, your body yeah. gets it. And then when your body gets it, you're like, okay, yeah. I want more. That's exactly right. That's a perfect metaphor. I uh, did a, my first and last <laughs> 10K run, uh, 2007, and I'm an asthma patient. Mm -hmm. So this was quite uh, big for me. I even didn't have to do sports in school, uh, but uh, I wanted to do 60 in 60 minutes, 10K. Uh, and I prepared wow. for three months, not as much as I wanted to, but still, but I still made it and i remember the day it was so beautiful and i had exactly this feeling of like you know the first k a little bit hard but after that i just kept on running and i achieved my goal of 60 minutes and uh the same day i went for a 8k walk as well i was just on a high wow yeah exactly and when you were describing this feeling of finally being able to speak your truth and, and get addicted to it uh, I thought of my running experience. Yeah, that's perfect. And it, you know, the word addictive is kind of scary. I like the word obsessed. I love, I love the word kind of, you know, totally in love with love. <laughs> love covers a lot of bases. Uh, but yes, you can really immerse yourself that way. And then you just, you know, the sky is the yeah, limit. It is. And for those who would like some help getting to this place, um, what is the best way to find out more about you, Laura? Yeah, so what I, what I do is I do virtual training now, which is amazing, um, because I found a way to do it where it's totally interactive and you're not sitting there like a bump on a log feeling bored. It's very physical. It's very dynamic. So I have a lot of virtual training sessions that I offer, and you can find that online. But my favorite program, Sigrin, is my five-day intensive. It's called Leadership Speaking Core. This is the work that needs to be done to go inside and to unpack the suitcase that's in there, which is what we do in those five days, and then to remove the things that are holding you back, identify them, remove them, and then replace them with new items, new elements, new ideas. And we close that suitcase up on the, the fifth day and you walk away with an empowered sense of newness. You can take these tools and live your best life as a speaker. Fabulous. So what's the best way to find you? What's your website? The website is www. This is all one word now coming up. TheLeadershipSpeakingSchool.com. That's me. Fabulous. We'll link this up in the show notes for easy access for everyone listening or watching, it will be then below the video. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm glad we finally made it. And at hopefully, because I kind of live in Switzerland too, one day we'll maybe meet each other again, post-COVID. I look forward. Yes, post-COVID. Sigrun, thank you for this great opportunity. And just to all your listeners out there, 
Life is short. Yeah. And what are you waiting for? Now is the right time. Exactly. Thank you for coming on the show, Laura. All right. Thanks, Sigrun. Go to the show notes at sig.com forward slash 457 to sign up for the brand new and free masterclass on how to make more sales without more marketing and more clients. There you will also find all the information for Laura Penn and her leadership speaking school. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. See you in the next episode.